Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Hey, hey, this is Ramley John, your host, and welcome to episode 107 of Growth Marketing Today. And today we're going to be talking about building a brand that attracts your customers effortlessly. In crowded market, prospects have plenty of options that meet their rational needs. And as your market matures, differentiating your product gets harder and harder. Features and services that once delighted customers become standard. So to win in your market, you need to move beyond your product, beyond your prospects' rational needs. You need to develop a brand that forms an emotional connection. This is where Flavilla Fongang, she is the founder and managing director of Three Colors Rule, a brand strategy and creative agency. In this episode, she shares her proven repeatable formula to create a winning brand strategy that attracts customers effortlessly and increase your customer lifetime value. We are really going to be talking about neuromarketing in this episode. I haven't had anybody talk about neuromarketing in this podcast, so I am super excited. In this episode 107, you'll learn first, what is the reptilian brain and how can brand marketers use that to their advantage? Second, Flavilla's DAC formula for a developing a winning brand that attracts customers effortlessly. And third, how can you get press without spending a penny on PR? Now, before we jump in, there's so much amazing insights here that you can apply to your business that Flavilla gives out in this episode. I put that all in a one-page PDF that I call a growth cheat sheet. I've, I'm giving this away for free. Download it now. Why take notes when you can steal mine? Go to growtoday.fm forward slash 107 to get it now or find that link in the description. And that wouldn't exist forever. You actually only have until I publish the next episode before I take this episode's cheat sheet away. So download it now before this cheat sheet goes away. I also want to thank those who made this episode possible. Now, this folks help cover the cost of hosting and marketing tools so I can focus on getting amazing experts like Flavilla on this show. Before we start, this episode is brought to you by productlet.com. Now, product-led growth is disrupting the way businesses are selling software. It's how companies like Slack, Zoom, Dropbox, and HubSpot have become juggernauts in their industries. Become product-led growth certified in just six weeks. Learn more at productlet.com forward slash certification or find that link in the description. Well, enough about me. Let's jump in in my chat with Flavilla. Hey everybody, I'm so excited to chat with Flavilla. I saw her CTA 2019 talk. I was just telling her she was amazing. She just she just blew it. She's just so funny. <laughs> How's it going, Flavilla? How are things with you? I'm good, thank you. I think we have to keep on laughing no matter what the situation is. I'm so glad we found it. It was one of the best talks I've seen. I'm I'm gonna link it in the show notes because like I've like it's it's different when you're giving knowledge and you're teaching and then when you're giving knowledge and teaching and pe- making people laugh actually engaged right and that's what happened with that you're, you're yeah. trying to engage the audience absolutely i think there's nothing more if you can have fun and learn it the same way at the same time should i say and i think you know it was always love to tell stories so i've used that you know my you know with business but also with my personal life and that's how i've always managed to go through life just make sure that you wake up and be grateful for what you have instead of looking what you don't have. I love that attitude. 
Anyway, before we talk about neuromarketing and all the stuff that you're, you're branding and all the stuff that you're really into, I'd love to hear how, your story and how you became this brand experience futurist, which is your title on your website, and also <laughs> founder of Three Colors Rule. Yes, it's it's a funny title um, that I... <laughs> I have so many titles. Sometimes I forget that I have this one as well. But yes, very much as you can hear from my accent, I I was born in, in Paris. I'm, born, I'm French born, uh, proud Cameroonian as well. And I came to London, you know, a while ago now, but, you know, I've, I've studied and I've worked in a number of industries. And when my path led me to, you know, to the world of branding, because I started in the world of personal branding. So I was really good in terms of how I can, you know, present myself and realize that businesses there's a difference between having a business and having a brand. And then naturally, I always look at what makes some brand remarkable, what make, what made some brand last forever. If you think, of, you know, big brands and others just disappear and we don't even remember them, you know. And that's this element of always figuring ahead. And that's why really the idea of, you know, being a you know, brand expense futurist is looking at how you can go just, not looking at what you're doing right now, but how can you look at what's going on ahead. And I think as well with all the COVID-19 situation, has really pushed people to really think about the new way of they're going to need to do business. Even though we know we love to just, you know, we love people reject or are pretty much risk adverse and don't like change. And I think with the idea of just thinking about how we can do things, you know, different and better is where I want people to think and lead. And that's really where my talks have always been done is to want people to think differently. Because the things are being that you can think differently. That totally makes sense. Let's talk about that. In, in that CTA 2019 talk, you talk about how our relationship, uh, the relationship of consu- consumers with brands has actually shifted from, you know, beyond product and services and marketing. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that evolution? Yeah, absolutely. If you think about, you know, back in the days, you know, I've, when I did a presentation, I love to showcase how the brand relationship have changed. We went from, you know, the very explanatory presentation of campaign, which is how things are being done, to, you know, the nature of having best book and personalized experiences. Then people were looking for brands that were doing it just more than what they did. So if you sell lip gloss, it's not about lip gloss anymore. People wanted to know what was your purpose. You know, you have a power, you have a brand, how are you going to actually make a big impact? And that's why, you know, we know about, you know, start with why, with some incentive, talk about that a lot. You know, brands need to have a key purpose, which go beyond just the delivery of their services. And obviously the last era where we're in is, is obviously digital communication where you're, your customers should become your community where you use them and they actually drive a conversation, they drive a message around your brand. So you are not, brands are not so much in control because in one day like that, you know, you can, if you misuse, you know, you know, one element or not authentic about what you say, your customers, people will call you out and then can go straight away quite viral. And I think the brands that have been able to utilize and use their customers as brand advocates have been able to really not only just deliver a great service, but also go beyond by understanding the bigger purpose behind every single reason a customer choose to engage with one brand and not the other. You see, I always think that prices, I know that price is always irrelevant, you know, for somebody who have you know, people who have money on everybody has money. We choose what we choose, we choose where we spend our money on. But if you're able to communicate effectively, you know, the reason why you're doing it and you're also able to align, you know, you your brand purpose will be ultimate purpose of each individual, then you have a winning brand. And that's where as well I talk a lot about beyond marketing, how you can actually create some activities 
that is not necessarily attached to your business itself, but will keep people engaged and interested in working and buying from you. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that, how, how you get them engaged? And one of the things that, uh, that you bring up in that talk is about your marketing and, you know, about our reptilian brain. Like how, how can, you know, first of all, what is that? So neuromarketing and biomarketing is two different things. So neuromarketing is basically understanding the the psychology behind consumer behavior. So we are all by nature, so we have three parts of the brain. We have the reptilian brain, which is controlled with our organs, my movements, so his job is to keep us alive. Then we have the limbic system, which controls the behavior, our sex drive as well. <laughs> 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 Nobody should lose, very important. And we have a neocortex, which is what we're using right now. When we're trying to learn new things, or we're questioning the existence of God. Most people think that we are rational individuals, but we're not. Most people are very much either driven by emotion, but also driven by the necessity to stay alive. And that's where new marketing is super important. So if you can speak to that part of the brain, then you're more likely to get people engaged. So the way I explain it is that it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a scientist to be able to talk about new marketing, but you have to understand the different stimuli that you can use to really speak to your customer and what they're looking for. And one of them, obviously, one thing people recognize is that, or don't recognize that people, we are all very selfish. You know, we could be good or bad selfish. So if you talk to them and really address, you know, your messaging is around them and their pain or desire, then they will listen. So you got their attention. Then find a way to really showcase, you know, what makes you different, how you're using contrast, the before and after. You know, think about the example of if you're a personal trainer, you know, most personal trainers would have before and after photos. They want to see the transformation. And that's as well, you know, extremely important. And again, something like you say you're good, but actually show me what you got, you know, how you're using that tangibility as well around that, which is, you know, which is super, super key. And if you think about, you know, if you think about, I talk about emotion, but emotion actually also still plays a part in the way we, you know, we make a decision. And even though it's part of a living system, so you include as well as part of a stimuli to the reptilian brain via emotion. So if you think about emotion, so, Brands are able to stimulate, for example, the pleasure of being at home. I always love to take this example. My ex-boyfriend, we're still a good friend, and we actually were laughing last week. And I said to him, do you know what I did my talks? I talked about you. He's like, really? What are you talking about? He's like, the first time I looked at your website, you had a boiler. What do you have your boiler on your website? I said, that's, I said but that's what I do. He's like, but that's not what you're selling. You're selling the pleasure of being at home. Like, it's cold outside. You know, you have heating outside, or if it's warm outside, you have cold, you know, you have air conditioning inside. And that's what you need to think about. Why we are buying from me? What's the ultimate goal? But my, you know, if you work with a personal trainer, it's not about training. It's about that getting that confidence, being attractive. And that's what really should be focusing your message on. And again, something, you know, we, because by nature, you know, customers have a very short attention span. Therefore, it's important to remind people the key information at the beginning and then repeat that same information again at the end. You know, that you see quite a lot in advertising and so forth. When you do even video, even if you look at, um, you know, um, advertising, TV advertising campaign, they always start with something and then repeat again at the end because that's super important. It could be a slogan, it could be an element about what they're offering. And that's really where, you know, when you think about, um, you know, where you, when you communicate to the brain, are you communicating enough in terms of what's the gain, what's the value I'm going to get working with you instead of just the process or because people love to talk about the process. Like, oh, this is how we do things. But they don't explain what's in it for the client. And that's what we're looking for. And that's quite simple. I mean, you don't have to use them all stimuli, but you have to try to use them as many as you can. And that helps. It's easier to do it on a website than probably just an advertising campaign. 
but really trying to do something of them satisfy, you know, it makes it easy for the customer. Could be simple things such as you know, when you look at your website, having logos of brands people recognize that just creates an, ex- an extreme recognition or saying that, for example, I'm a BC brand advisor. That makes it, okay, if she's a BC brand advisor, it means it'd be, be great to work with her. Again, showcasing examples of clients that I work with, the before and after story. This is where they are, this is what we've done, this is, why, this is what that happened. People love stories. People don't use enough the power of storytelling to communicate about what they do. With the brands that you work with, how do you help them get to that? For, for example, like the, traditionally, like just talking about the process, how do you get them to the point where like, hey, you know, this is where we need to, to go? Yes, that's a very good question. The first thing that is, as anything, even in, with creative people, we need to have some form of process. And I've developed our own process called the DAC system. Because I realized a lot of people <laughs> want to do the wrong thing. And they come to you like, this is why it's not working. Because you're not doing anything in the right order. Okay. So I created a system called the DAC system. So D stands for distinguish, A stands for attract, and C stands for converting. So the first phase, and if it's not done in the right order, then I will, I, will t- I will tell you in a minute what's going to happen. So the decent for this thing, which is why you need to have a great, strong brand strategy. So what is your value proposition? What would you choose to buy from you? What do you want to be recognized for? What makes you super different and valuable? Yes, because if you say, I want to create a brand for, I don't know, a brand for dogs who want to eat organic food. Is it a great brand position? Probably there's no dog who needs this. Yes, so you have to offer something that is of value and so forth. Then when you have that, say for example, in the case of I want to create a luxury brand for women who want to, you know, who want to uh, protect the animal rights, whatever it is, but at the same time look amazing. When you have that, your identity needs to align. So the way you communicate, the colors that you choose, and if you want to come across luxury, if you want to come across discount, if you want to come across trendy, understanding those colors, understanding those fonts, you know, it's all, all part of, again, something, the, the lazy part of the brain. Because the way the brain, the brain works is that it's like, imagine the brain is like a computer that records a lot of information. It, it would take too much time to analyze everything before we make a decision. So what it does is like, I know that before you've been in a situation before, and then if you didn't do that, this is what happens. So either I'm going to do the opposite or either I'm going to choose the same action you did before. So that's the same thing. So recognize, look, that's why new marketing is so important. They look for information there that will trigger, yes, I trust you or no, I don't trust you. And then obviously the last part that you see for converting is what have you put in place in terms of marketing, sales, and digital activities to actually drive some leads? Because you can have a great brand, but if you're actually not promoting it or doing any prospecting activities, then <laughs> nobody's going to buy from you. But then if you're just focusing on prospecting, then if there's no clarity in your brand or your visual presentation is, is a mess, then obviously the cost acquisition is really high or you're not even reducing it. Or suddenly people still wondering why you're so expensive is because you haven't communicated effectively with the value position or the, or the brand presentation is not aligned with it, you know? That's why doing things in the same, that specific order, and this is what we do when we work with our clients, because sometimes they come to us, if they're learning marketing, it's like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> that brand, what exactly do you stand for? I said, we need to go back. I can, take, I can take your money, or I can be honest with you and tell you this is what we need to start with. And I think I've always, I think that's one thing my clients have always valued is my... <laughs> Big mouth, my honesty in terms of why the thing is wet, <laughs> and then ask you know, and looking at their best interest because at the end of the day, you know, if they do well, I do well too. 
When we come back in just a moment, Flavilla shares her beyond marketing approach and DAC brand formula. I just want to thank the sponsor for this episode, Product Light Institute. Now, Product Light Growth is disrupting the way businesses are selling software. It's this exact go-to-market strategy that companies like Slack, Zoom, Dropbox, and HubSpot have used to become industry juggernauts and dominate their markets. Now you can learn the step-by-step process to apply product like growth strategy to transform and accelerate the growth of your business. Now Wes Bush, the author of best-selling book, Product Like Growth, and I, I'm, I have, we both actually put together two new certification programs. Now we put these programs together because there's nothing worse than guessing what you need to do to help your users become successful. Like realizing that you should have had a free trial versus a freemium model, or realizing that you shouldn't have been sending new users so many push notifications. I've made these expensive mistakes before, so Wes and I put this certificate program together so you you won't have to make the same mistakes that we did. Now, this program is not a lecture-style college course or 100% hands-off self-paced learning program. Along with the program's content, you also get first live weekly training from Wes and I, second intimate mastermind group sessions, and third real-life case studies from expert guest speakers. You can get the full curriculum and details by visiting productlet.com forward slash certification or find the link in the description. The deadline to apply is Thursday, September 10th. So make sure to check it out before then. If you're listening to this after that, you can actually apply to be on the wait list. Don't miss out on this. This is a great program that I've created with Wes. Enough about this. Let's jump back in my chat with Flavilla. That's, thank you for sharing that. I did notice that on your website. Is that similar to the, I, I saw on, on, you, you put together some kind of course about that and also the beyond marketing approach, is that? So the beyond marketing approach is part of the last part of the convert, uh, converting approach. Beyond marketing focuses very much on the marketing phase. So when you have your strategy, your identity done. Beyond marketing is more intense. It's explaining to people that if I'm selling an, if I'm selling an iPhone, if I'm an Apple iPhone, Apple doesn't sell an iPhone. They don't sell a phone. They sell something else. They sell, they sell a message. They sell a vision of what people want to be. And that is what we need to focus on. So I did a talk recently on that in a bit more details. And I take a simple example. So on one photo, you had a hairdresser. And another photo, you had a group of people on this beach having a good time. And I asked people, what's the correlation between those two photos? Thinking <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> like, just a hairdresser, or is it all having a good time? But then, you know, the more you look into it, the more you ask yourself the right question and the question that goes around being marketing, you realize that the person, the reason why somebody would choose to come to this hairdresser is because there's a, it's more than, it's more than just looking great. It's because they want to fit their society, they want to appeal to a certain group of people. And therefore, when you start, you know, creating this tribe or group of people, you start attracting people who look like look the same. Then you can create environment, events, collaboration with brands who also target the same type of people as you. And that's what Beyond Marketing is about. It's about bringing your, your, your taking to another level your, your, your brand experience where people feel like, oh my gosh, they understand me. I look great, it was in my head, I look great. But again, they're doing things that I align with my lifestyle, who I am, and so forth. You see, so if you look at all the you know the big brands, you know they barely now talk about their product because by that point people have already already know you know I know it's a great brand, I trust them. But they focus much more on those beyond marketing activities that help them also keep on innovating, bring something. Because if you stop engaging your customer, if you stop bringing something new, people by nature are just like yeah, I'm going to put somebody else who's a bit more interesting and keeps me entertained. It's so good. 
That's so good. <laughs> I like it. Can you talk a little bit about like a brand that you work with? And you know, once one that you can that you can talk about because I'm sure there's ones that yes. you uh, you can't talk uh, about where like they there's a clear before and after where you know this is what they were doing and then now they apply this DAC system in the beyond marketing approach yeah. and it's Absolutely. totally different. I've, I can give you a lot of examples of other like kind of and NDA idea that you have. What can we do? I'll give an example because I love to work with as much as I love to work with big businesses. Big businesses, sorry. I also love to work with small businesses. So this was um, a business in finance. Most of the time I work in technology, but you know, sometimes we have clients who come out of our main sector. So we specialize in probably the most boring industry ever, wheel. You know, nobody wants, nobody thinks about having a wheel, probably more now with COVID-19. Nobody thinks about, you know, I do later my wheel. Yes. So that was his, his, his focus. That's what his business was about. So first time I look at this website, say, okay, so what you do. And I love him. He was a great person. And I think people really fell in love with the individual. He was a great consultant. And he had a great associate as well he was working with. That really make them great. But the problem, problem is that sometimes when you have when you have a brand and you haven't built your, you know, you, when you're your personal brand, you haven't built your business as a brand as well. People want to buy with you instead of buying into the brand. And that was this problem. It's like I'm overwhelmed. I have a lot of things going on and I can't scale my business because people want to work with me specifically. So we looked in terms of, first of all, we need to understand exactly how the, you know, the, the mindset of why people choose to buy a wheel and what was interesting is that most people actually who, you know, who have obviously the wealth, you know, just think that, you know, I'll probably look at it later. So if you focus on them, then, you know, they think that they have all the time in the world, you know, they are by nature risk, risk, prone to risk, and they love taking risks. So if you are know, later, whatever happened. But when we realized people actually would choose to, you know, take on the wheel, it was not about them. It was about the people that they care about. It was about protecting their legacy. So therefore, the message was not around about them, but about people that they care about. So we changed the whole conversation around love. Like if you love, you know, if you care about love, then for you, it's important to also protect your legacy. So part of that was key. So in the visual that way, we changed it because we had this... <laughs> Goodness, like, God knows where he found it. Like this really horrible stock photo, you know, like you can tell it's a stock photo. <laughs> oh, we're handshaking, you're like, oh, really, you're going to do that? So really just focus on this, you know, two level of, gener- of two level generation because you know people who have, um, who have originally in their 50s or so, we understood the age group. So we chose, you know, we chose focusing on the first, their first son, but also their grandchildren or granddaughter, I mean, son or daughter, and then their grandchildren. So really it was about, I love my grandchildren. I love my, my son and my daughter. Therefore, I would put everything in place to protect them. What was also very interesting about that is that we realized that the way it was, uh, what made a big impact is that we also looked at the, the product strategy in terms of how he was presenting the services. So instead of like, you know, he didn't actually think about what is the best value for my customer. I think when people think about it, you always think about like, what is the best value for my customer? Because if you present yourself as a catalog of stress, okay, well, you can have a logo, you can have a banner, you can have this, you can have that. People feel <laughs> overwhelmed, yes? But if you present your packages that if you want to get to that point, for example, if you're a personal trainer or whatever, this is what, this is a package actually, you need a 10-hour session with me. If you're trying to get more, so when you get, you know, so really focus your packaging in terms of whatever solution that I can provide to our customer. And this is what we did with them. So we created packages. And therefore, when, we, when we've done that, then we, can look to, we looked into the presentation. So we use very, very warm colors, not cold colors, but of, you know, the blue, the, you know, the, 
the, the business colors, we went for warm colors, appealing. The website was super educative. We had, you know, take some time to send from which point of view you are, um, you know, where you want to be at, what age group you have, but also, you know, make them aware of how much people are taking the risk and how they can go against that. And that was really good. The reason when this brand was finally launched, you know, he was always good at prospecting. So that's something that didn't need a lot of help from us. So we had a network. And I remember, within, I think it was within three months after his relaunch, he said to me, like, the number of customers hasn't, hasn't drastically improved, but the, cost, the value of each transaction has, incre- has increased by 50%, which was a big difference, you know. And now it's now expanded across, is expanding nationally in, in the UK. And he's trying to speak to him, it's impossible because it's just like so busy. So busy. he needs to work as well on him delegating skills. That's, that's not my expertise, but that's for him to work on it. That's a good problem to have anyway. But I mean, like, if you look at how we've really followed the DSC system, we started with strategies and clarity, when we looked at the, you know, how can be attractive with a great visual presentation, very warm and helpful, is what we're looking for. And at that point, they put it in place from a lot of events, a lot of, you know, one-to-one activities and collaboration to really drive some sales and, and drive prospects. And I worked. That is so cool. Wow. <laughs> that is super yeah. cool hearing that story. I, I, that that brings up the question. One of the benefits I didn't realize with this is that the average average value per order actually went up. What are some of the benefits of doing all the DAC system? Like, first of all, one of the things one of the things I thought about is well, it's easier to get people to buy, mm-hmm. but but there's obviously other benefits to making having a clear brand that really connects with people on their emotional level. Yes, absolutely. And I would say three is a magic number. <laughs> I mentioned this. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying like exactly the relationship, and uh, but yes, you can use that number three for so many things. Three unique selling points, you know, free packages. If you think about, I would say like McDonald's is a brilliant in terms of getting people to buy more. Nobody goes to McDonald's and say, I'm just going to have the fries. <laughs> Most of the time, you know, go for the menu, you know, go for a meal, you know, because it makes more sense to just get more than just one thing. And I think this is one thing you always have to think is, what is the best value mm. I can give to my customer instead of what I'm trying to, how much can I sell? If you go intent to serve and help, you'll be able to actually provide the best options for your customers. And that's why, you know, the, the, you know, the magic happens with number three. So what are, you free, what are your free unique selling points? Do you have free package offers, basic, mm-hmm. standard, premium? Because most of the time people will go for the, the standard package. They might not take the basic, but they must take the standard, get started. And then, and then yeah, I, I don't make it easy. Basically, make it easy for people to make a decision. Because if you give people too much choices, then end up making no choices. If yeah. you give two choices or one choice, they're like, well, I have to compare somewhere else. But if you give three choices, then that's enough to say, well, okay, I can see between probably three is too much, but one is probably just too little, but start taking the middle package. So when you're pricing, always think about which package do you want people to buy? So right. when you think about your pricing, you make your first option really expensive <laughs> and you make a very low differentiation between your standard and your and your basic package. So we think like for only ten pounds extra, I can get the standard standard package. Right, better get that one. It makes no sense to go for the basic. <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah, I love how you brought up that example. The other thing, I think the other benefit of this is PR. Right, a lot of people they hire expensive PR, and I think in that course I read somewhere on your website that you know with this you can help people. Get press uh, without spending a penny in PR. Can you can you talk a little bit about yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. We actually don't do PR because that's not expertise. <laughs> but we advise people in terms of because we've done it. We do it for ourselves as an agency, 
And obviously I got a lot of exposure, you know, for the business. And again, you know, I'm just sharing what I've learned. So this is what I also to people because say, first of all, decide which magazine you want to be into or which media you want to be. You say, I want to be on BBC. I say, okay, great. Okay, so do you know someone? No. Okay, so BBC has a lot of journalists. So you need to know those journalists. People don't even have a name. They say, first thing you need to know those journalists. Pick, I say, pick five or ten journalists that you say, oh, I really love what they write about and I would love them you know, to, you know, to write about me. Because if, if you write about technology and, and that journalist don't write about food, that's really not the best journalist to choose. You have to think about your industry because each of them have a core expertise and that's super important. So pick about, pick first of all media you want to be, you want to appear, so Forbes or whatever it is. Then do your research and see exactly who are the journalists and what, whatever is core. Then approach them and ask them like, hey, I would love to help you. What kind of stories are you looking for? Is there something I can share? Instead of trying to say, hey, I have a business and you should write about me, like, well, I don't care. Unless you have something innovative where you can help people look 20 years younger with one capsule, then probably everybody will want to write about you, but that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> extraordinary, but if you're not extraordinary, you have to think about, you have to think about your story. What is the story you want to sell? Or maybe what is your expertise? For example, for me, if I was just another marketer or another brand specialist, there's nothing special about that. But behind that, I've developed a number of systems that people can apply and learn and understand easily and can replicate. And that's what makes it, you know, super and I can obviously demonstrate it. So, and that's the thing, when you get one, it's easy to get another one and get another one. And then build that relationship with those, those journalists, keep in touch with them, you know, you know, go and see them, like invite them for lunch. And I would say sometimes just a conversation, don't always go the aim to get, go the aim to serve. That's the best Advice I would say, how can I serve? No matter who, which stakeholders you have around you, we will be aimed to serve and you get so much more that approach. That is so good. I love, I love that advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to start wrapping up. And there's this question I love asking all my guests is if you had one or two pieces of advice to, to marketers or even to founders, any, any advice it could be about marketing, it could be about neuromarketing, it could be about life. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what would be this one or two, those one or two advice? Think about your business, but think about beyond your business. You know, you know if you go from, if you go from the end to make money, then you're going to get tired. You're not going to have the energy of a drive. But if you think about your business as your ability to actually make a bigger impact on people, that's what will create a movement. That's what's going to get people to want to work with you. I get, you know, swamped with people who just send me CVs. I want to work with you. I want to work with your agency. I love what it does, you know because of well, the journey that I want for me, working technology, I'm very pro-diversity, I'm very pro-equality, so I'm very voice, you know, I'm very vocal about that, <laughs> people know that. And that if you're not, then you know, it's also important to have an opinion. I would say have an opinion, don't be scared to, you know, to choose you know, a side, as long as you believe in it. I think that's very important to have a voice and really do not estimate the power of your voice. You don't know who's listening. People are watching you silently, but whenever you make a move, trust me, they make a move. So you have to be constantly other, believing, believing in your mission. I think that's really one thing that I, w- I would say to any entrepreneurs and marketers that if you're, if you're a marketer, same thing, go and speak, you know, choose to work for a company that has bigger vision than just, you know, trying to make money. 
because they will not only understand how to treat you right, they also listen to your point of view. And that's why you weren't looking for me. My management has always been very flat and means that I want people to have an opinion because French people love an argument, yes? So let's, let's argue, let's <laughs> disagree. And I really was struggling with that first time when I came to England. It's like, people don't want to argue this. What's going on? You know, we don't hold much, but let's, let's have an argument. Let's agree to disagree on this. So I want to say, like, you know what? I, I don't think this is a great thing. And the more I'd give them that kind of voice, the more they feel that I can make a difference and I, I'm part of something big. So that's what I would say to anybody out there who's trying to make something and really stay alive and excited about waking, waking up every morning and doing something that really means something. That's, that's good advice. I'd like, I'd like to end it there. But, you know, finally, if you have, what's your call to action? What do you want my listeners to go to? Do you, have, do you want them to follow you on LinkedIn or on Twitter? Or do you want them to go yes, check out your website? Uh, I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok though. That's one. actually I think I do open a TikTok, but I'm not using it. But yes, so I'm mainly active on LinkedIn, Instagram, and and Twitter. And I have a lot of free resources available that you can get. So I've created a free online I have an online coaching program. There's a free mini course that you can take in one hour to give you a foundation of what I talked about. I have also on Instagram, I share a lot of video video tutorials. This is a bit of the funny side of me as well. And yeah, on LinkedIn, connect with me because you know there's so many things that you, you know we can you know I can discover about people and share as well. I'm always um, saying things. <laughs> she was like, "Are you always online?" She's like, yes, that's the point. I want you to think I'm always online, but not always online. But yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, stay connected. Um, I always love people to reach out to me and say how much I help them, you know, and inspire them. Like you know, there's no such thing as you know. I came from a poor background. I, I came to learn to speak a word of English. I am right here right now because I was, you know, I had a, I had a vision. And that's one thing, you know, if I am able to speak on large, you know, stages nowadays, it's just because I, I saw it in my mind. So really protect your mental, your mental health. It's so super key. Look after yourself and really just wake up in the morning, know exactly where you're going to go, set some goals and crash them every day. One final question, talking about goals, what's, what does the rest of your year look like now that, you know, a lot of travels shut down? Well, I'm writing a book. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. When is that coming? Well, September, the 14th of February. That's, that's my deadline. 14th. 14th cool. of February. You know why 14th of February? Because it's Valentine's Day. Yep. Yeah. So I'm writing a book which is not related to, to, bis- to business. It's actually related to love. And it's called Love Resilience. Love Resilience. It's actually, there's already an uh, Instagram page called Love Resilience. So people are happy to follow it. So basically, I decided to tell, to share, I've been for a long time now, be trying to share stories about love, dating, funny stories mm. that happened to me, and something that really just, how can you build your, you know, your love for yourself? And at the same time, I track people that you know, attract the right person towards you. So I thought it was a great story, but it would, it would touch a lot of subjects of you know, racism, equality, through that, because yeah. it's interesting as well. So yes, I'm writing it. It's going to be super experiential, not like any other book that people have read before. That's why I'm super excited about that. And yes, unfortunately, for me, that's the goal. Oh, that's cool. I, you talked about that in that talk at in the CTA 2019, and you ended with a story about like a past relationship. Yes, absolutely. And I do have some crazy stories to share from a police officer who stopped me, stopped his car in the middle, in the middle of his shift. A lot of things like that. I can't, I can't tell you everything, but it's, it's fun. It's meant to be inspirational, uh, actionable. But very different, something that has never been done. And obviously, again, I, I want to change. I want to, for me, it's about also, it's not about just writing the books, it's about really helping people find the love within themselves and be happy. 
That's so good. That's a good way to end it. Well, thank you so much for your time, Flavilla. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, that's it for this episode. I really enjoyed my chat with Flavilla. I just want to remind you to make sure to download that cheat sheet with all the actionable tips and insights that Flavilla dropped in this episode in a one-page PDF. Why take notes when you can just steal mine? You can take all the insights and lessons learned from this episode in that cheat sheet apply to your business to accelerate the growth of your company. You can go to growthtoday.fm forward slash 107 or find that link in the description. Once again, I'm telling you that this cheat sheet won't be up forever. Once I publish the next episode, I'm going to take this week's episode cheat sheet away. So download it now before it goes away. Before we end, this episode is brought to you by productlet.com. Now, now productlet growth is disrupting the way businesses are selling software. It's how companies like Slack, Zoom, Dropbox, and HubSpot have become juggernauts in their industries. Become productlet growth certified in just six weeks. Learn more at productlet.com forward slash certification or find that link in the description. Please also support me. There's three easy ways. First, you can share a quote on Twitter or LinkedIn and tell a friend about this. This is one way that podcasts grow is when fans tell their friends and colleagues about it. Second, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. This is how their algorithm works is the more people leave reviews and subscribe, the more likely that they will promote their podcast to other listeners and third support me on patreon for as little as two dollars per episode for an ad-free experience and other exclusive perks with your support i can pay for my hosting fees marketing tools so i can get some amazing guests it's for as little as two dollars per week that's less than a cup of coffee you can go to patreon.com forward slash grow today if you can't support me or you don't want to that's okay i am just glad you're here listening in well that's it for this episode until the next one this is your host ramley john keep safe and as always keep on growing Passion.